Welcome to the Giants Talk Podcast. Here's Alex Pavlovich and Cole Kuyper. I know those guys. Hey, Giants fans. Welcome to another episode of Giants Talk. I'm Cole Kuyper here with Alex Pavlovich. And we're coming off a very exciting series, Giants in Cleveland. And we're ready to talk about it and then look forward a little bit to see what comes next. Giants Talk is presented by Wendy's Breakfast. Now with a free drink with any breakfast sandwich purchase. And don't forget to subscribe so you can get new episodes first thing when you wake up every Monday and Thursday right here on the NBC Sports Podcast Network, available wherever you listen to your pods. I also want to give a quick shout-out before we go any further to Dubstock. Uh, Warriors playoffs is starting, so if you want to tune in, listen to them cover everything from Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, um, down the line. Uh, go, go, give, show them some love. We love our our Dubs talk. I think they had Clay last week. Oh, that is a get. It's they, a get. They get some big names. There was a time when Warriors playoffs meant we were going to be talking about Cleveland a lot. So it's only fair that this is a Cleveland heavy episode of Giants talk. The first Cleveland heavy. Well, we've had your dad on, but. That's true. We've talked probably more about Cleveland than uh, than one would expect from a San Francisco-based uh, sports podcast. But Giants versus Guardians swept the series in Cleveland. How was it out there? It was fine. I It was my first time in Cleveland. I really liked the ballpark. Um, the people there are incredibly, incredibly nice, like from the hotel to the restaurants to the just really nice Midwestern people. So that part was fun. Obviously, the baseball went well. It was very cold. I know a lot of people saw that on Sunday, all the, the cold <laughs> discussion, and we'll, we'll get to some of that. But, um, yeah, downtown's a little a little bit dead. It was interesting Friday night because the Cavaliers played uh, the play-in game at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it was, I think, 33,000 is the capacity at a progressive field, and they had a sellout, and there was a big crowd there for the Cavaliers, and then both teams lost. So there's a bunch of depressed people walking around downtown. But it was still like – kind of lively and then the next night the NBA season's done there was 13,000 people at Progressive Field and downtown was dead so and then Sunday you could barely even tell there was a sporting event going on so ah, but I don't blame him it was crowd. 35 degrees yeah cold day holiday no one was showing up that's true um but as far as on the field Giants looked pretty incredible I mean pitching especially I feel like we have the best rotation in major league baseball but i guess we'll talk mets down the line but that's going to be really where where yeah, the, the mets are made. Yeah, but they get that they get credit they do get a little bit of credit uh carlos Rodon just killing it uh he went 12 12 innings so far five hits 21 strikeouts um it is a, i don't i don't think this is the kind of thing that bums a guy like him out but that is ace material. Yeah, he's, I mean, he is, um, you know, I, I landed in New Jersey last night and sports betting is legal there. So I may have opened an app to see what just what has changed for the Giants since I was in Arizona where sports betting is also legal. And Carlos Rodon's listed one spot ahead of Logan Webb in the NL Cy Young betting. So, wow. um, and I, you know, that's not the, best way maybe to judge these things but just like it was i it's interesting to see like yeah all of a sudden you pull it up and you you pull up anything even a list of signing favorites you pull up a list of national league leaders you see two giants right there at the top and he's just been 
it's really one conversation that I think is starting to be had is just like, how did the White Sox not even give this guy a qualifying offer and at least get a draft pick for it? And you start to wonder, like, you can kind of understand the free agency thing. I mean, two years, 44 million, like obviously he wanted a contract that gets him back into free agency and gets him a shot. And the Giants were willing to do that. And some other teams might not be willing to pay 22 million just for one year knowing that he, he might leave um, and might not be willing to take the risk of the second year if he gets hurt. So you can understand some teams backing away in free agency. It's, it's a little wild that this team in Chicago watched him last year do a lot of this and has had him his entire career and didn't even put a qualifying offer on him. It's going to be exciting when Chicago White Sox come through in early July. Uh, they're going to be there the first, second, and third, that first weekend of July. And hopefully the rotation lines up where we're going to get a chance for him to, to shut down his former team and kind of make them regret not giving him that offer. They probably have some regrets right about now. We'll see where the, I mean, it's, you know, it's April 18th. And I think that the issue with them was never talent. It was him staying on the field. So we'll see where this mm-hmm. goes, but through two starts, I mean, it, it's historic. Like the, the last pitcher who had, what's the stat? I think 20 plus strikeouts, fewer than five hits in his first two starts with the team was Pedro Martinez with the Mets in 2005. So you're talking like elite, elite, elite stuff. And I, and we talked a little bit about his contract before the season started, but at this point, should we just be expecting as giants fans for him not to be a giant next year? Um, if I had to bet, just given recent history, what? Well, and you, what we, you are in New York where you can bet. Not here. I can go over to New Jersey. So when okay, I leave, yeah. no, no, you're <laughs> not here yet, I don't think. Okay. One day we can freely have these conversations no matter Absolutely. where I am on the road. But if, you know, just what we saw with Gosman last year, I mean, we know with the Giants, right? There's a point where they get mm-hmm. uncomfortable. And Carlos Rodon is going to want 20 plus million dollars a year. He's going to want it over. Like Gosman got five years, 110 million. That is if he pitches like this all year, that is the base, the absolute baseline for him. So that's probably not happening in San Francisco. We just know that mm-hmm. about this team. They'll go and find the next guy, right, and try to do this, do this again. It's just an interesting, like, and again, it's not something you worry about in April. And But I think best case for both sides, and the reason they did the deal this way, is that if he pitches like this all year, the Giants have potentially – you know, potentially the National League Cy Young in the rotation and somebody who's going to help him try to win a division and try to win a World Series. And he will go into free agency and say, okay, look what I just did. Yeah. Boom. Give me my nine figures. So, yeah. yeah, that is – we started to think about that early last year with Gosman. You go like, oh, man, they probably should have locked him up. But, yeah, yeah I think that I mean, is something where they, they would understand and they would – it's a conversation for, for next offseason. But it is something when you start going like, oh, yeah, Webb and Rodon. Like for years to come, like nice one two punch. Not if he pitches like this. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's it is a two year deal with an opt out, right? So if if something happens, he ends up getting shut down at some point in the season. There's a in that situation next yeah. year, orange and black again. But you know, obviously, that's not what we're pulling for, and and it's going to be very interesting to see down the line how this works. I think one of your predictions was multiple Giants pitchers in Cy Young discussion, right? I think I picked Webb to win it, which I okay. feel good about, except for his own teammate. So, and some of the guys we'll see in New York. But, so you got a hedge, man. You should have said a giant will win it. I know. I, should, I really one of the Giants' top two starters will win it. 
could have included Alex. No, throw Alex Cobb in there too. Yeah, um, dude, why not? Yeah, no, I, I feel good about that one. I'm also feeling pretty good about the Joey Bart for Rookie of the Year call right now. Mm-hmm. But okay, we'll see how this all goes. We'll see. Um, I, one guy I want to ask you about is Mike Yastrzemski. Still struggling. struggling. He's 4 for 24 on this season. Um, obviously, last year, he he had not the year I think Giants fans would yeah. have liked, but also maybe not as bad of a year as Giants fans acted like he had. Um, what's going on there right now? I mean, there are people who want it, like when Ramos was, you know, had the news on that Saturday night that Ramos is coming up. There are people who are like, that means Dubon's gone, right? That means, is Yaz gone? Are they finally cutting bait with Yaz? And I was like, what? He had a two-win season last year. He was a gold glove finalist. He hit 25 homers. I think a lot of people turned on him last year for whatever reason, which is bizarre. I think last year was an injury-filled season. Um but yeah, you probably expect a little bit better coming out of the gates just because he is healthy. He, he should be, he has had a whole offseason to work on adjustments. And I, I, you know, we're seeing a lot of pop-ups. We're seeing a lot of swings and misses. Um, off to a rough start this year. Obviously hitting leadoff is going to kind of magnify everything. And with, with Wade still hurt and Wade not coming back on this road trip I, and Tommy Estella not coming back on this road trip, they're going to stick with that. Like that's, that's going to be what they do at the top of the order. So it is magnified. We asked Gabe Kapler about it on Sunday. Um, here's what he had to say about Yaz. What am I seeing? I, I've seen um, earlier in the season a, a little bit of lack of perfect timing. I've seen flashes of, of everything being right on time and the bat really whistling through the zone. And I think there's a brand of baseball in there for, for Yaz that is uh, similar to the guy that he's been for the last couple of years, which is an excellent major leaguer. So yeah, there's the manager. I mean, you know, it's a very small sample and they're not too worried. And uh, I will say, like, we saw the defense on the last on the last homestand. It's, you know, really, really good. He could win a gold glove this year legitimately. So there's that. Um, still does a lot of things well, but I, I think it is a little surprising to see him get off to this slow start because they felt like he was poised to to be the guy he was two years ago. I I am ready for the uh, the turnaround to happen, and I don't doubt it. We'll put it that way. Um, you know, I'm sure he's just as ready as I am, but we're going to have one big Yaz moment, the big clutch home run, something like that, and not look back since. New York would be a good place to do it. So Make it happen. <laughs> he'll get his shots. Make he'll get four right-handed starters here, I think two of them in D.C., so he'll get his shots. Plus, I think his grandfather would, would be very proud if he uh, did. I know the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry was, was more of what his end of Close the deal enough. was. But, yeah, show off in, in New it's York ten, a little ten bit. Ten miles and, away. Yeah, punish the city a little bit uh, in honor of of your grandfather. Another guy I want to talk about, though, is Tyro Estrada. Four RBIs on Sunday. It seemed like every time the Giants did anything, he was involved in it. Um, they, throughout this whole series, he's on base when runs get driven in. He's the one driving runs in. Um, he's red hot. What does this mean when La Stella gets healthy enough to come back? I think, well, one – you know, Tommy's issue is defensively and it's running. And I okay. just the way I what I've seen from him physically, I mean, I don't know that he'll ever get to where he was when he signed with the Giants. So um and what we've seen from Tyro defensively has been great. And so I think the DH helps a lot there and helps you slide with Stella's bat into the order, maybe put him as DH, put him as the leadoff hitter. Um he was hitting in spring training, just was having trouble running. So he's probably it sounds like maybe weak week and a half away from a rehab assignment maybe so 
they're not it's really the closest being, of anyone, right? Yeah. And they're not giving a lot of updates on their injured guys, but none of them are on this road trip and none of them will join them on this road trip. It doesn't sound like so. Um, we'll see. Mondays and Fridays are when we get our updates. Now. <laughs> it's like Marco Mondays <laughs> all over again with, with Stella and Wade and, and Longoria. But I think Tyro defensively has made himself an everyday player. And it was a slow start at the plate, but had a good game Sunday. We see the speed too, which is you're seeing like kind of across the roster. Joey Bart's obviously a little bit faster than uh, Buster Posey. Um, Steven Duggar, Austin Slater. We're seeing him run a little bit. So Estrada fits in there too. So I think he fits in with them being more athletic and uh, has really made himself – look, he leads them in innings right now by like 16. So has made himself an everyday player right now. Yeah, and I, I, I like hearing you say that this is a guy we're going to be seeing playing every day throughout the whole year. You know, I'm a Tom Stella fan. Hope he heals well and can do some productive stuff. But right now, all I can think about is how I want to see Tyro Estrada on the field as often as possible. I think you will. I think I will, too. Got to give some love to the Brandons for hitting their 31st stadium each um, in how many years of ball now? 11? 10? 12, 12 seasons. 12 um, seasons. Full, full one, well, not full for belt yet, but yeah, yeah they're getting there. So, so does this mean you – how many ballparks are you at? at this so this point? is one of those very, like, I came in with those two guys, never expected exactly. that I would be doing this in 2022 and that I would be covering both of them and that one would be the captain, the other one would be MVP candidate. <laughs> but, so this is why when I flew to Cleveland, I was like, oh, I'm not crossing this off the list. And then I talked to Crawford about it, and he was like, yeah, me and my wife last night sat down and, and looked at the list and also in his head went through all the parks he has hit home runs in and then double-checked on baseball reference. So it is a fun thing. I mean, it, you know, there's 30 MLB cities. They've had a couple cities. Arlington and Atlanta have built new stadiums since they've been in the league. They both played in both of them. Um, I think Crawford has homered in all both stadiums in both those cities. So, sure. yeah, it, it's fun. And he um, – Friday night, he hits a home run right away, gets to 24 yeah. ballparks. That's a cool thing to say. You home, like Buster yeah. homered in 22, I think. So cool. it is impressive, little bragging rights. Uh, and the funny thing was Belt was 0 for 20 in his career against the Guardians until Saturday night. And then he has the big game. So I talked to him after that game, and he again was like, yeah, cool to cross it off the list. Uh, did not want to know how many ballparks he had homered in because it doesn't want it in his head. But he got to 24 on Sunday as well when he homered. So those guys, the Brandons are forever tied together. They have now played in the exact same number of uh, ballparks. They both have one to go, which is Minnesota, where they will play in August. And they now have the exact same number of ballparks they've homered in. So they just can't get away from each other. All right, so, so that means Minnesota is your final one as well? It is. I've homered in zero ballparks. But <laughs> I've written game stories in 30? I don't know. Crawford pointed out to me, too, that I haven't been to the new one in Arlington. So oh. um, now I got to go make a Rangers trip at some point. Yeah, so you got homework. They're really like, um, just when you think you're getting to 30, they start adding more. But I'm close. It's I'm very close. cool. That's, that is an awesome thing about being in a league this long with interleague play, being able to explore, um, you know, what's going on yeah. across the league. So very cool for, for the Brandons. It was fun. Um, yeah. And that's that is awesome. You mentioned earlier how cold uh, the ballpark was, and what, how cold did it get? What was the official like? Thirty-five degrees at first pitch, Ooh. which is the it is kind. It's so first pitch temperatures are one of those like 
we haven't had exact data for the last hundred years, mm -hmm. but um, generally it was their coldest game in at least 32 years. Okay. Which is surprising because you think they play in San Francisco, they play in Denver. Um, not a lot of games in San Francisco that are officially under 50 degrees, but it probably feels like 25 degrees most nights. Yes. So the Giants weren't too, you know, there were some gloves, some, uh, some wild setups. I mean, Jock in left field had literally had like a quarterback's hand warmers around his waist, <laughs> which helped him in the first inning when he threw a runner out. But um, it was a very cold game. And, and one of the, just by temperature wise, you know, probably one of the two or three coldest in franchise history. Are there any other that, that stand out to you as uh, notably cold? I made a quick list of three. The 2012 World Series in Detroit. Uh, were you there for that? I was not there. Freezing. I was not there. I was, I was working retail. I listened to uh, the final out on my headphones as I stocked oh. shelves. So you were warm, but it was, it yeah, was, I was real warm. really, really cold. Uh, 2014, game two in Washington, the coldest I've ever been in my life because that was one of those days where it was like 70 degrees during the day and then drops mm -hmm. into the 40s at night and nobody was dressed mm -hmm. for it. The press box in D.C., as we've talked about with your dad, is like at the way top of the stadium. It's windy. Um, we always joke that Wolcombe almost died that night because he was just so cold writing his game story. Uh, and then, you know, the one, and this is something players are saying on Sunday, and we've all experienced this, is that sometimes it's a beautiful day in the Bay Area and you go to the park and you're, you know, wearing a quarter zip or something or wearing just like a, a button down. And you look up in the third inning and it's Oracle Park by the mm -hmm. code. You're freezing. Everybody's cold. So I think, and candlestick, obviously. I mean, that was a different animal too. So we've all experienced that. I think temperature-wise, those are more around like 50. But it feels it feel way like worse it? than it felt on Sunday. Oh, yeah. I definitely, uh, you'll, you'll get off BART and see some out-of-town fans, especially if the team uh, they're playing from isn't from California. Yeah. And those fans are heading to the ballpark. They're on their little California vacation, and they're in T-shirts. And you're like, yeah. oh, you're man. Like, hey, guess what? You're buying the City Connect jacket tonight, <laughs> yeah, whether you like it or not. Dude. Uh, yeah, either either a lot of beer or you're spending a lot of money on a hoodie. Yeah. Good luck. Um, but yeah, the, the only game that came to mind for me, and this was by my own own doing, not necessarily by nature's doing, but I went to a game in like 02 in high school where we got some boys together and painted B-O-N-D-S on our chess. And I think I almost froze to That'll death do that it. night. Yeah. 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 You, know, you can't cover up because then it doesn't, doesn't matter. Exactly. Can't cover up because if one guy covers up, then it's like uh, buns. Yeah, and you can't drink because you're in high school, right? You can't right, drink because you're a child. There you go. It was a rough night. It's a rough night. I think I got a Ghirardelli, and that's really only oh, thing that, that kept me alive. Help. No. Um, so you were in Cleveland. You checked the city of Cleveland off your bucket list. Um, what did you end up doing? I know you, the the one main recommendation you kept getting was the Rock and Roll Hall yeah, of Fame. I just, did that live up to the hype? It did. I, I'm not a huge museum guy. Um, but I just wanted to shout out a bunch of Giants Talk listeners told me and I think probably tagged you and some of them on Twitter and said go there and it 100% lives up to the hype it was really really cool what is the best part like is there a really cool Smash Mouth exhibit did not see Smash Mouth our <laughs> friends of the Giants um, I needed to look harder for that for me it was there's one level where you can actually go in like little soundproof booths and try to play music and for me it was like oh a oh, drum wow. set I can just go in at 10 in the morning and play drums for 10 minutes by myself like an idiot and nobody's around and then just walk out and be like, okay, thank you to the attendant there. Like that was, was fun. Awesome. So that's very cool. They didn't How'd you sound? It, but it's not good. 
Okay, so we we shouldn't uh, parlay this off into a music. It was podcast. a quick like. Let me hit all the. It was a full on like drum set, and it was like let me mm-hmm. let me practice all these like I've seen, and then let me go a little crazy like I've seen in music videos, and then all right, let me walk out of here. I have no musical talent, so I'm moving on. But it, it is legitimately cool, and if people go to Cleveland, I would highly recommend it. Okay, I have never been uh, to the Rock and Roll Museum so, or Hall of Fame, so that's on my list. You should do it. Um, Cleveland yeah. is cool. I, you know, I have positives and negatives uh they close the windows in the press box which i always think is just should not be allowed no matter how cold it is or how bad the weather is even on sunday like we want to hear you know especially opening night on friday i want to hear the walk-up songs of stephen mm-hmm. Kwan, jose ramirez who, by the way jose ramirez is like probably the best player we don't see regularly and a hundred percent like lives up to the hype when you see him and just destroyed the every at bat seemed like he, he was going to destroy the giants so didn't ultimately do a ton of damage, but um, it was fun to see him. And yeah, I think the other thing I, I did go, your dad obviously said on Thursday, you know, if you're really, really bored, but um, yeah, I was in Cleveland. I was a little bored, but also I, I would go out anyway to find the plaque. That was cool to see your, and I don't know if you've seen it, but. I haven't. I saw the picture in the video that NBC Sports Bay Area ran during the game, but I have not seen it. It is, you know, it's top 100 and there's a, there's statues out there and a big Jim Tomey statue and all that. And then Dwayne Kuyper. So um, that was fun to see. He is, I will say he's kind of on the, he's on the bottom. And somebody on Twitter joked, like, if he had hit a second home run, would he be one level higher? But Mm, I'm going to be honest, I think if he had hit a second home run, maybe he doesn't make the list at all. That's true. It was, it was a very cool thing to go see that. And it's, it's not like a Monuments Park, but it's close. Um, I know the Giants have it out on Embarcadero and, and all that. Like, I don't know. I wonder if down the line, eventually they, they do more of a little museum thing. Because it is really interesting for fans. Yeah, there, there's some spaces in that ballpark. I could see something like that. Yeah, you could very some well in. Move some yeah, things around. Um, more of just a like, one stop. Like, you don't have to walk and be like, oh, there's, a, there's where Will Clark's number got retired. Like, yeah. it's just all right there. So I hope they do that down the line um Um, yeah and then obviously the the hot dog race like the hot dog race i'm I'm all in for i'm on record give me the freeze give me a hot dog race give me the do you have a favorite wiener in the race well ketchup had a great comeback on saturday so ketchup's my current favorite um i i told yeah i told some giants people some high-ranking giants people we need one of those so i i I'm thinking we tried that, didn't we? I know I've seen those giant. Uh, I think they've done. Dummies, I know there's a, like costume dummies of the one giant of broadcasters. And, and yeah, Mike. so they've done I, something. Yeah, I assume those were made with the intent to race. Um, so, so we got to get those out of storage. And, I say bring and, it back. We have four guys. They're all yeah. well known. They're yeah, one's a Hall of Famer. Two will be. I know you have a job to do, but you could dip out in a half inning to race me around the outfield. I would do it. You in a John morning, Miller costume, yeah, right? I would do it. Okay, be the entertaining one, not the one who won. So I know. I I, I, yeah. If any Giants people are listening to this right now, I would. I would take like a six inning race. Yeah, I think. I think you it's, get it's it much needed. Some sort of some sort of amusing antics. Put them all in the crazy crab outfits and make them look idi- like idiots. Yeah, well, I think the broadcasters are perfect. I think so, so too. I think so too. We gotta, we, I, and plus, we know those exist. I've seen those on TV. There's I've seen those here. in person. They're here, here somewhere. Um, one last thing about the Cleveland series before we move on. What did you think of the Jackie Robinson Day jerseys with the inclusion of blue on the backs of the uniforms? Uh, and there's a, a 
back and forth, two very different camps of Giants fans on this one. Um, and I was surprised how passionate uh, both were about the topic. I was surprised by how little I heard about it. Um, oh. Giants fans. So, yeah, I didn't hear much about it. I, I, I don't, I didn't see many complaints. Um, I saw on on Giants Twitter on the Giants you're on Reddit, the Reddit people boards. were those, yeah. those people were angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the people were, were furious on there about it though. Um, yeah. And I thought it was such a cool inclusion to have the blue on the back of the jerseys. And at the end of the day, it's the Dodgers deserve a little credit and celebration on Jackie Robinson Day for what they were willing to do when no other team was. Yeah. Um, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was very cool. Jackie Robinson Day, I think, is one of my favorite uh, recurring, like, annual moments during the baseball season, um, and I, I loved it. Plus, let's not act like we don't get blue in there from time to time. The, uh, the LGBT hats they wore had a blue line in them. Um, we've had the Father's Day uniforms with blue on them. Oh, yeah. Like, it's That's not a, a big deal. Yeah, there's, there's a ton of blue. It was not. Anyone who had a problem with what they did on Jackie Robinson Day is – not for me. You can do whatever not. you want. They could put them in Dodgers jerseys that day. Everybody around the league wears authentic, you know, what Jackie wore. That's 100% fine. I did the one, the one comeback people kept giving me, though, in defense of hating the blue in the uniforms was that Jackie Robinson retired rather than playing for the Giants because he took the rivalry so seriously. Good. Yeah. Don't yeah, want to he's playing for the Dodgers. Yeah, no, I get it. I still don't care, and I yeah, still think the care. blue was awesome. Win a Lexus, cash, and more this month at Great and Resort and Casino. Play to enter the $300,000 Drive Away in Luxury Lexus and Cash giveaway on April 29th, where you could win a Lexus. Plus, more ways to win than anywhere else. Multiplier Wednesdays get up to seven times the points. Thursdays turn points into slot play. And win up to $15,000 in the Good Fortune slot tournaments. Learn more at GreatAndResortCasino.com. Complete rules available at the Reward Center. Honda is your gateway to spring adventure. Thousands of new Civics, Accords, SUVs, and more are arriving daily. So come in and buy or reserve yours today. For details, ask anyone who owns a Honda or visit NorCalHondaDealers.com. Speaking of orange and blue, together. Um, that's thanks, man. That's where the New York Mets come in. Um, New York Mets stole their orange from the Giants and their blue from the Dodgers when the Giants and Dodgers left New York. And the Giants are heading to New York to take on the Mets. And the Mets are starting out the season very strong, just as strong as the Giants with seven wins, seven and three going into the series. And the main story you're going to hear about is the pitching. The pitching yeah. matchups this season, this series are going to be insane. So I've written a few times and I've said a few times I think the Giants will have the best rotation in the National League and mostly I've been thinking about I think they're the best in the division we'll see what happens with this Andrew Haney thing if that's for real he looked really good on Sunday but um, and we'll see what happens with Milwaukee obviously if they can repeat what they did last year but the Mets seem like the one that is going to actually be the biggest challenge to them um, and they've been unbelievable I mean obviously we know Scherzer DeGrom's hurt but Chris Bassett's been great for him uh you know they have the the kid who's throwing 98 who's going uh on monday night um i don't even know what is it tyler mcgill he hasn't given up a run uh carlos carrasco looks like the old carlos carrasco so they've been really good and for me this is like kind of a matchup of um 
I think most people probably still have the Dodgers at the top of the league. And look, as good as the Giants have been, the Dodgers are seven and two as well. But the Mets are right there. The Giants are right there. So a good kind of litmus test. Uh, one thing they've been able to do over the first couple of weeks here is pitch really well and score just enough runs to, to win some of these games. And it'll be a lot harder in New York than it was against, you know, the Guardian staff where they didn't even see Shane mm-hmm. Bieber or the Marlins. It's it's nuts to me that I mean I know they obviously added Scherzer, but how can you lose Syndergaard and, and Degrom the best and Degrom yeah and Degrom and have the best uh, one of the best rotations in baseball the next year so good for them Steve Cohen fantastic but yeah we're looking at some uh, some one zero ball games here in New York and and you know is that, is that your preferred what would you would you rather have a 1-0 game or a uh, like a well, 7-11 game not to always bring things back to time of game but when you're in new york you, <laughs> you love a one nothing game because it's usually about two and a half hours so get me back to manhattan but look the giants have a good uh what was the uh, wild card game that was one nothing right or was that two yeah. two to one one nothing it was a one run game i think two to one so, i think yeah. yeah so it was um that was a low scoring game worked out well for him so so, so yeah you're so you're in you're one out your kind of I'm, ball game right there I, I love uh you know head to head and we might get this on tuesday night like i love uh going to the ballpark when it's logan webb versus max scherzer on tuesday mm-hmm. and it would be cool to see both those guys at their best and just go at it so i love games like that it would be boring every night but we get a few of these over the course of the season and we'll get you know we'll get Bueller versus Web, um, we'll get Rodon versus Urias, or uh, so we'll get these matchups over the course of the year. And I think the one, obviously, we're all looking forward to now is is Webb and Scherzer in New York. That's going to be a big game. I think there's going to be a lot of media there, and a, another good chance for Logan, who has kind of put himself on the national stage, to to elevate it a little bit more. As my man on the ground in New York, I Googled the weather in New York so I could see how cold it was going to be as you guys came out of Cleveland and if this is going to repeat. It looks like it's going to be more or less San Francisco yeah. weather, except today looks rainy. When you peek outside, is this something you're worried about it's right now? Are we going to have to squeeze a doubleheader in? Okay, currently, currently sunny. sunny. Don't want a doubleheader uh, here. But okay. Well, uh, yeah, you don't want to lose the nights in New York. You also don't want to lose the morning. <laughs> so, just have a quick game. No issues. No rain delay. Right. Um, Assuming these games go quickly and without too much extra drama, anything you're trying to squeeze in while you're, while you're there? Are you, is there like a slice you've got to get when you're in New York or catch um, a show? No shows, but yeah, I just love walking around New York and just, mm-hmm. you know, at some point you find a random pizza place or at some point you find a, a random place. I also really like that ballpark. It's a good food ballpark, fun little um yeah, as far as the newer ones, like it's much better than Yankee Stadium. So mm-hmm. I like coming here. It's always and there is like a there's so much national media here and usually pretty good crowds here, especially when the Mets are good. Like it does feel different. I think it'll feel different than just about any game the Giants have played this year. Mm-hmm. Well, I I will tell you, um, I've never been there. I haven't been to New York since I was probably a preteen. So I'd love to take another trip out to New York. But one of my Kruko's sons just opened a bar. New York if you oh. would like to pop by okay um yeah it's called Little Rebel so get your uh get your pregame on at, we uh, lost Little Rebel sadly very sadly lost Finnerty's so it lost Finnerty's never got a Little chance Rebel. to see Finnerty's so it is yeah, cool too because there's Little the Finnerty's bus seats to come here and obviously there's a lot of uh, Giants fans here there were a lot of them in Cleveland but I think we will see a ton of them over the next four days 
Yeah. It's, you know, and I, I like those old school Giants fans, the, uh, yeah. the Giants fans who are still repping from the, uh, the, the pre-SF days. Oh, they're, they're, it is weird to see Giants fans at Cleveland and be like, yeah. what are you doing here? And they're like, I'm watching the Giants. I'm like, okay. All right. Good for you, dude. Good. Yeah. Fantastic. A lot of them are Giants talk listeners. So shout out to those people. You know. uh, four game series in New York. Would you ha- be happy with two and two against such a, uh, a strong Mets team? If I'm the Giants, yes. I, I think, okay. I, you know, this is obviously a really good start. Um, and I think Cleveland had been playing well. San Diego's been playing well. So it's not at all like that. I think Miami's actually going to be pretty good. But, um, you know, you start to – they're in a different – the Giants are in a different class now than they, they've been the last couple of years. So you, you don't – I don't know that you really – you match yourselves up against somebody like Cleveland as much. Like you want to see how you look against New York. You want to see how you look against the Dodgers. Um, so that's, yeah, I, I, series like this, I, I really want to, and especially the lineup, which we, you know, they've had a couple games where they scored a ton of runs. I think in general, we probably still have some questions about their ability to, mm-hmm. to score every night. So this is going to be a good litmus test for them and, and a good kind of early season. Um, it'll show us where the lineup's at. I think we, we know what, what they have in the pitching staff. So I, I would like to know a little bit more about the lineup and um, yeah, the, the game's here and then they face Milwaukee on Monday, probably face somebody good. So a little bit tougher test than they faced. They obviously destroyed Darvish who's pitching really well, but a little bit of a tougher test here than they faced the last okay. week and a half. So we'll, we'll know a little bit more. I'm not trying to count the chickens before they hatch, but heading into Washington after New York, is that kind of a, a breather of a weekend or, or not no, a Gabe can't take the foot world. off the, the gas, I there guess. No, is, there is are the no Gabe breathers here. And you know what? Yeah. Credit to them. I mean, that's how they won 107 games last year. And I think that's how they're seven and two. There's no, there's never a moment. I, you, you know, you saw it. This was a good example for me. It was, was Wilmer hitting that ground ball to second on Saturday night. And not that you shut it down, but you maybe don't go 100% when you, you go, oh, I just hit into an inning ending double play. He didn't. He went hard. The first baseman, for whatever reason, decided to try to cover the plate before he went to first base. So um, I think one one of their best qualities is they don't ever take a breather. So I, I don't think they will on this trip, even though it, it's a really tough stretch for them in terms of games, games played and travel. I don't, I don't think they will let off at all. I don't think that's their style. Love to hear that. Giants won't let off, and Giants talk is They're not, not the 2020, let off 21 either. Padres who. <laughs> would show up for those Dodgers games and then come to Oracle and look like they didn't want to be there. So, yeah. Um, okay. Well, enjoy New York city on your Monday Hello. giants talk listeners. Enjoy your Monday. Hopefully there's not a rain out. Um, and, and let's, let's keep this uh, momentum moving, Alex. Let's uh, yeah, let's talking a lot of rain when we have to, we have to podcast on Wednesday night. So don't, <laughs> don't talk us into a doubleheader on Wednesday. Right. Fair. If it rains, this is my fault. And I do issue it. I will issue a formal apology statement if uh, a game is canceled. This is like the, you can never be in the press box. If you're in the press box and you go like, man, this game's really sailing along. (laughs) You're going to get kicked out. So same thing. Um, All right. Well, listen to us on Mondays and Thursdays. Um, And we'll be back with more Giants discussion, including the outcome of this series yeah and what i ate we'll see in what you ate yeah that's what i'm actually most interested in all right see you guys
Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.